Today's scripture is from Ephesians 1, verses 11 through 23. I will be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. In Christ, we have also obtained an inheritance, having been disdained according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will, so that we who were the first to set our hope on Christ, might live for the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in him, were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance towards redemption as God's own people to the praise of his glory. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers, that the Lord our God, Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may perceive what is the hope to which he has called you, what is the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable goodness of his power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body. The fullness of him will fill, who fills all is all. This is the word of God for the people of God. As I said earlier, today is the day that we celebrate All Saints Day here at Pittman Park. It's a day that we are reminded and remember those who have gone on to be with God. We can trace All Saints Day, at least the celebration of a particular All Saints Day in the life of the church, all the way back to the fourth century. It's a day that has always been celebrated, the day after All Hallows' Eve, or Halloween, as we call it today. The feast day for all saints is November the 1st. But we gather this morning during our worship to take a moment to remember, to call to memory the lives of those who have impacted us, who have shaped us and helped us to grow as followers of Jesus Christ. We gather to lift high the cross and to allow Jesus to claim us once more as those who have gone before us did. We call those who are in Christ and those who have passed before us saints. The names that we call today are names of saints who have lived and carried their faith throughout their lives and now into eternity with Jesus. But sainthood, at least as I understand it, isn't something that's reserved for those who have died. No, I, like Paul, believe that if you are in Christ, 
If you have accepted his offer of salvation, if you call him Lord of your life, that you, friend, are a saint. You're no longer the person that you once were. You have a new hope and a new future in Christ. You have a new identity that isn't based in what you've done or where you've been or even who you've been, but is rooted and found in the saving work of Jesus Christ. That makes you and I saints, friends. It sets us apart for Jesus' work in the world. And so as I look out this morning, I'm, I'm not just looking out at Bob and Dale and Doug, Rick, Russ. I'm not just looking out at y'all. I'm, I'm out here looking at, at saints. Great saints of the church who carry the hope of Jesus Christ with them. No, we're gathered here with, with St. Bob. And we're, we're gathered here with St. John. And we're gathered here with St. Dale and St. Rick and St. Doug. We're all here together, friends. Saints of God. People set apart for God's purpose in the world, you see the saints of God, the elect of God, the people set apart by God and for God, for God's purpose in the world. If that's you, then you are a saint. You might have walked in here this morning, feel like you've blown it this week, this month, this year. Maybe you felt like you have completely blown your walk with Jesus this year, that you don't really deserve to be in this place or with these people, that you're just sort of floundering in your walk with God. You might feel outcast and out of breath. You might feel burnt out and turned out. You might even be completely broken. You may not look like it. You may not feel like it. But listen up. You're a saint. You have been chosen. God has called you and God has set you apart. God has drawn near to you in Jesus so that you can draw near to Him. And friends, before the world came to be, you were chosen. God had you on His mind and in His heart. He was thinking of you in the beginning, even before the beginning. Saints of God, you may not look like it. You may not feel like it. But listen up, saints, you've been chosen. You've been chosen. Not only chosen, but chosen and marked by Christ. And I want you, choir, the saints who lead us in worship, I want you to remember who you are. Because here's the thing, friends, there's power available to us, hope available to us when we remember our true identity in Christ. I'm going to say that again. There is power available to us and hope available to us when we understand our true identity in Christ, but we are a forgetful people. We aren't so different than those Hebrews who set out into the wilderness after being rescued from Egypt. They went a little ways and they began to forget the power of God moving among them. How God had delivered them from death to life, from bondage to freedom. They began to forget, and we are a forgetful people as well. And part of what we must do as disciples of Jesus is constantly remember who we are, our identity. One of Disney's most powerful stories is the Lion King. You remember the Lion King, don't you? 
right? You remember the Lion King? Not that live action thing they did with the talking animals that way. I'm talking about the animated one, 1994. You may have it on VHS back at your house. The one with the music by Sir Elton John. Where we were introduced to the circle of life and Hakuna Matata, right? Back then when The Lion King was being marketed, it was said to be a movie about how we are all connected in a grand circle of life. But if you watch the movie, the story's not so much about the grand connection of the circle of life. It's really about remembering who you are. It's really about remembering who you are. Do you remember Simba, that lion cub, at the beginning of the movie, he's lifted above all of the other animals that have gathered there at Pride Rock. Stick with me, friends, right? Should have invited the kids to stay today. He's lifted high and he's marked as the future king of Pride Rock. These are his lands, everything from Pride Rock to the shadow lands where the elephants live, right? The elephant graveyard. But tragedy happens in Simba's life. He, he's there when his father dies. And he believes that it's his fault, all that has happened in his life, all that caused his father to die. And the only voice that he can hear in his head is the voice of his crooked and corrupt uncle saying, run, Simba, run. And so what does Simba do? He runs. He runs, and as he runs away from Pride Rock, and he moves into the jungle, and he meets new friends and new people to associate with, he begins to forget his true identity. He forgets that he is the future king of Pride Rock. He forgets that he is the one that is the bearer of hope for the people around him. He forgets that he has been called from before birth and set apart for a work that's bigger than himself. But until he remembers, until he remembers who he is, he can't seem to find the courage. He can't seem to find the hope to fight. He loses his hope. Fear takes over. And it takes, it takes the work of a few people in his life to remind him of who he is that he truly is the king of Pride Rock. And when he remembers who he is, Simba returns, regains hope, and his hope transforms not only his life, but ultimately his whole world. Saints of God, when you remember who you are, you find hope. And the hope you have in Jesus Christ has the power to transform the world. Paul wants you and I to understand this, that when we discover who we are in Christ, that we aren't just the same old people we've always been, but that we're saints of God, that hope can be found and power to bring transformation becomes real for us. Paul in Ephesians, excuse me, Ephesians 1 prays that the church at Ephesus may know the hope to which God has called them. Now hope is a much misunderstood word, friends. For some, hope feels like it's a word filled with a lack of certainty. Sometimes people mistake hope for wishful thinking. I, I hope Georgia Southern beats South Alabama on Saturday, or I hope Georgia beats Tennessee, or that Tennessee beats Georgia. I don't know who you're pulling for, and I'm not going to get in it. 
At other times, hope is confused with having a glass half full kind of sense of the world, this sort of vague optimism. But hope in the theological sense isn't about any of those things. It's not Pollyanna abounded, even though Pollyanna abounded in optimism. Paul abounded in hope. So what is hope? The author of Hebrews says that hope is the sure and certain anchor for our soul. For Thomas Aquinas, hope was the virtue that that orders our actions to a difficult but desirable goal. A Methodist, we might simply say that hope is blessed assurance that Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. For Paul, hope is is what keeps him fighting the good fight. Hope is what keeps him praying and praising even while he's in prison. Hope is what Paul has when he has the boldness to declare that a gathering of a handful of Jews and Gentiles in the port city of Ephesus is a foretaste of the glory and the kingdom to come. As ridiculous as it might sound, God called the church at Ephesus and calls us today to be a sign of God's kingdom. And it's all grounded in hope. Hope that's discovered when we remember who we are by eating together in fellowship, by gathering, by praying together, by actively uh, participating in the mission and work of God, God's unfolding plan and purpose for creation. We become a sign. We become a witness to the world of God's kingdom come by joining together in worship, in singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. That small band of disciples witness to the world that there is but one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who is Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. The church at Ephesus, because they understood themselves to be the saints of God, found hope and became a, sign, became a sign for the world of God's kingdom. That's why Paul says that he's not stopped praying and giving thanks for them, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in His holy people and His incomparably great power for us who believe. Remember who you are so that you can discover hope and so that through that hope you might experience the power of God active in your life. Paul goes on to say that that power is the same as the mighty strength God exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. Paul says that our remembering gives us hope, and our hope gives us power, and not just any sort of power, friends. Resurrection power. Did you catch that? It's right there. Paul says that the power that we have as saints of God is resurrection power. That means dead things can come to life when we're around. Because when we're around, Jesus is around. I don't know if you've looked around our community, friends, but there are some dead and dried up places. 
Some places where there is no hope. Places where people are lost and hurting. And we pray, Lord, raise up somebody to go to them. Saints of God, you are those somebodies who have hope and power and can bring resurrection to dead places and dry places. But you've got to remember who you are. Paul says our remembering gives us hope and it gives us power. That The same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us, not just individually, but when we come together, the power of God is made real for the world. But it all starts with remembering. Remembering who has called you. Remembering who has saved you. Remembering who has empowered you and who has equipped you and who has called you his own. When you remember these, you remember who you are, who you truly are. A child of God. A saint of God filled with hope, not optimism, but hope so powerful and so strong that it can transform your life and even the world. Hope that gives you access to the very power of God. So saints, remember who you are. Remember again the hope that you have in Jesus Christ and the power that has been entrusted to you to transform the world in Jesus' name. I believe Pittman Park is a church that's called to be a sign for Statesboro a sign of God's kingdom rule and reign for Bullock County. But that won't happen if we don't remember who we are. Find hope that lifts us up and carries us on and live into the power that God has entrusted to us. Would you join me in prayer this morning? Lord, for all the saints who have gathered here in this space this morning and who have gone on before us. Lord, we give you thanks. And we pray, God, that we who are here now, Lord, can walk with the same confidence and faithfulness that those who have gone before us walk now. We pray, God, that we might be a people who remember who we are, a people who are filled with hope, a people who are filled with your power, whose lives are transformed and who are sent out to transform the world. Jesus, remind us of who we are. Help us to be the sign of your kingdom for Statesboro, for Bullock County, and for the world so that the dead might come to life, that those in bondage may be freed, and that hope might abound in all places. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen.